Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Establish the Collection. I am Cody Main, joined as always by Gary Hartman, who is uh, fresh off of a night at MSG. And also, Gary, uh, it's it's February 2nd now, and you had a self-imposed deadline of February 1st to get back to that healthy lifestyle after the honeymoon phase. Uh, I see you've got you've got the wine in hand, which is a, which is an upgrade from the beer. Uh, oh, how are you feeling, buddy? You know, I like I I'm I'm at the point where I'm in such a routine where I have to have a drink in hand for every yes. show. Apparently, uh, I don't know why. Uh, no, actually, we we my wife and I had opened this bottle of wine like three ish days ago now, and I get very weird about the time shelf on on wine, so I feel like <laughs> I need to drink it tonight or it's going to go bad. So. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, trying to do a little bit better on the health thing. Uh, the garden was okay tonight. The Knicks had like two fake comebacks. I, I really went to go see John Morant, um, who wasn't as expl- – I mean, he had a couple explosive plays like he always does, but he uh, he knew it was more of a facilitating night for him. I think he had like nine assists, and that's what's so great about Ja is that like he can kind of turn it on and off when he needs to be a true point guard, when he needs to be the alpha. Um, you know, tonight Zaire Williams hit like 20-something points and uh, uh, Jaron Jackson had a nice night. But yeah, uh, the Knicks are the Knicks are reeling, um, which is why I'm wearing my Rangers hat here to celebrate. <laughs> uh, we, don't not, we don't talk about hockey here ever. Uh, I am a Ranger fan, uh, albeit, um, I don't want to say fair weather, but when they're really good, I, I jump back in, which is what they are this year. It's, it's really great. They're one of the best teams in the league. They just retired uh, Henrik Lundqvist's uh, number the other night, which is one of my idols growing up. And uh, yeah, so, you know, not transitioning from the Knicks to the Rangers. I have my eye on everything all the time, but uh, not feeling great about my the, the status of, of the Knicks right now. I, I know Levitan would give you some shit for, for cheering for as much laundry as you do, but I got to say, man, like coming from the DFS world, it's refreshing to true New York sports fan through and through. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I yeah. didn't know this about you with the with the Rangers. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I definitely admittedly was a much bigger Ranger fan um, growing up. Like, I would go to the go to a lot of the games at the Garden. We would take the train in. Me and my friends, I lived in, in Central Jersey. We would, we would do that quite often. Um, and now, like, I'm I'm a playoff guy, and when they're good, yeah, and, like, right. if there's nothing else on. Like, obviously, I, I in most cases, honestly, like, if they were on West Coast right now, I'd probably pick, like, the Kings, Lakers to watch over, over the Rangers. But um, definitely still uh, hold a fond place in my heart, too. And, yeah, you know, the laundry thing. I, I don't understand not having fandom. So, uh, you know, that's that's where I'm on, I am on it. And um, I'm hoping baseball comes back because I'm finding myself uh, missing all the Yankees talk this time of year, too. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned playoff hockey and I know playoff hockey is incredible, but the playoff football yeah. has been yeah, stellar lately. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had a great divisional round weekend, probably one of the best weekends of football ever, as we had discussed, or at least in our short lifetimes for sure. But we followed it up with a pretty good, and I don't know if the football was necessarily good. In fact, the football was bad in some cases, but really compelling storylines. Um, a lot of fun stuff to talk about after the fact. So l- let's let's dive right in right there. And obviously the yeah. main storyline is Joey B, Joey Franchise, Joey Burr. This dude swag out of his ears man it's 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 incredible what this guy is doing on the field but off the field as much of a cultural icon at this point now as anyone in the league uh we talked a lot of joey b last week but we kind of wrote him off and we wrote the the Bengals off a little bit as having you know not no shot but but having a long shot to go to get to the super bowl as seven point road underdogs going into arrowhead facing this buzzsaw chiefs team they end up pulling it off we talked a lot of Joey B last week. We talked a lot about selling Joey B last week. Uh, where are we at with the NFL's favorite quarterback at this point? I mean, just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I mean, at halftime, obviously, when the Chiefs went for it on the goal line there and it came away with no points, you definitely felt momentum swinging a little yeah. bit. But, you know, for them to come out as flat as they did and for just Joey B, ice freaking cold, as you mentioned, Joe Joey Burr, uh, is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. And like, I, I don't know, going into that game, they were seven point dogs. Like I, I would have put it at like a 20% chance that they come out of that, which is a legitimate percentage, but um, maybe 15. Uh, but to, to see them dominate that second half the way they did, Mahomes just completely wilt, um, you know, in a way we haven't seen in a while. And it was, you know, it was it, it, all the credit to the Bengals. And I'm really excited for him. Um, really, really excited to see him. Uh, you know, take this, I don't know, it's not a leap. I mean, he's been doing it since LSU, but just, uh, you know, to keep his foot on the gas. So um, I, I stand by the way, you know, what we said last week. Again, like if we take an 80, 85% chance the Chiefs win that game, the smart move is to, you know, sell into the hype uh, for a lot of Burrow stuff. And, and we also mentioned that uh, we believed in Burrow as a long-term investment. Um, so, you know, it, it was kind of a conviction thing uh, as well. Um, for for my personal stuff, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be very honest, like the some of the big cards I have on eBay right now, like the one that I've mentioned tracking on this show is that uh, white um, field level select prism out of 25. Um, I have it up for for 5,000 by it now heading into the game. Um, 
last week, took some offers, wasn't really thrilled with anything. So I ended up just holding into the game. Lucky me. Um, <laughs> and the second that game hit zeros, I doubled it. Uh, have it sitting at 10K right now. Buy it now. I'm still getting plenty of interest, plenty of offers. Um, but if it doesn't sell, you know, I think there's a legitimate chance the Bengals win this thing. So um, now I'm at the point where if you want to keep selling into the hype here, because this is real, real hype, like uh, I put up, I've sent Cody some of the cards I put up, just like raw, just like mosaic autographs and just raw base prism burrow stuff, stuff that's just through the freaking roof right now. Like the raw mosaic um, autograph card that I put up, it's just like the red fusion, not numbered or anything. Sticker auto, uh, nice card, sure. If it grades out, you know, it's it's definitely a good piece to have. But that was like a um, four hundred dollar card last week, and it's at almost uh, ten fifty right now with like five or six oh. days left. So <laughs> you know, I mean, we're talking like two x three x even on high value cards. Raw. I mean, his base prism. This is absurd. This is absurd. His base prism raw is up 76% over the last two weeks. That thing is going for $115 raw, raw. You, you know how many raw cards I'm going to sell of that over the next week that I know wouldn't grade. And it's like, that's yeah. the thing. If you're buying these on eBay, you have to know most of the time, these probably aren't going to grade right. or, or people are just taking full advantage of the fact that this raw market is going to be so diluted in the grading streets. It's at some point eventually anyway, like that card is so overvalued right now. I, I, I for that card, <laughs> particularly, I could not recommend anything, but, but sell, but you know, the rarer stuff, like you're, yeah. you're in a really good spot. If you want to sell right now, you're going to hit super, super good premiums. If you have a real conviction that the Bengals are going to win and you want to wait till after the day he gets a ring, that's a, that's a risky maneuver, but it's one that's the one that can definitely pay off. You mentioned the base prism raw, and you brought that up to me a couple of days ago and said you've got like Same. 25 of them sitting I mean, there ready least, to sell. At least. There, you yeah, never would have thought that they would have gotten to this point. I wanted to rewind when I was you know, doing research before the pod just to see what's happened over the last 30 days, 45 days. Because remember, at the end of the regular season, he had that two-game stretch that was pretty historic in and of itself leading into the playoffs, right, where they beat the Chiefs and they had a 400-yard, five-touchdown game in the game prior to that. Uh, then obviously does what he does now is in the Super Bowl over the last 30 days his his base PSA 10 is up 110 percent that card was selling for 185 dollars you mentioned 130 some for for his raw base card the PSA 10 version of that was selling for 185 dollars yeah, which is probably the right was probably the right number at the time right, honestly exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, mosaic base PSA 10 is up 184 percent last selling for 231 dollars that market is extremely diluted but even like like you mentioned the mid-tier stuff and the higher end stuff that we would expect to rise with kind of this natural hype uh, what's happening especially off the field too we got to talk about that too uh, but field level silver is up in a PSA 10 79 percent over the last 30 days these numbers, these percentages are absurd. Think about yeah. how ballooned that is. I mean, yeah. 61% on the base PSA, you just mentioned 79 on the select. Like we're talking, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80% on like every single type of burrow card. And I mean, I get it. Like the guy has the goods to be an all-time great. People are doing people throwing the Brady comparisons. We'll we'll talk about Brady in, in a minute. But like I, and I think the I think the other thing is that people love about him is just like how freaking confident he is, how swagged yeah. out he is. I mean, yeah. just ridiculous. Uh, so freaking ridiculous. And um, you know what? It's really nice that we have with Brady retiring um, and Roethlisberger this year, like that whole class, Breeze, Brady, yeah. Roethlisberger, Eli, Peyton, like it's all kind of out the door now, Rivers. Um, and we we just have this young core um, stepping up and they're reaching Super Bowls right away. And like, it's nice that it's kind of just been this natural transition. And I think people are trying to get in on that early because, you know, you see what these, some of these Brady cards and Peyton cards go for, like you can understand, but you know, these are ballooned, balloon numbers. And we have like a week and a half now to the Super Bowl where you could really still take some takes, take big advantage. I sure. think especially like at, at the low end, right. With, yeah. with what you talked about with the base and, low and, and mid. Low and mosaic mid. and a lot of you guys that are listening to the show, were probably ripping this product. Like if you're into cards now, you might've gotten back around the same time Gary and I got back into it. You were probably uh, in box breaks. You were probably picking these up from your local hobby shops. Maybe even if you were lucky enough to grab stuff, you know, off target and Walmart shelves at that time, this, this stuff, even if he wins a Super Bowl, how much higher is that, that raw base mosaic yeah. or base prism going to go. I mean, it's already yeah. at $135. It seems like it's baked into the price already that, exactly. he's, that he has exactly. a, a ring on his finger, right? Like, I think it would have a tiny bit more room just sure. because at that point, a second-year player um, that people really think is, is on a trajectory. But um, I'm with you. I don't think there's that much more to go. So, um, you know, what it does become is a safer long-term investment yeah. if, he, if he has the ring on his finger. But you will not, you know, unless he wins where then maybe this would just sustain with a little bit more peaks. Like this is, this is like just pure. And the, what's crazy about it is 
clearly there's more cards hitting the market too. So like right. the marketplace is, is, it has more a product in it and we're still seeing these insane yeah. numbers. So like, this is a rare, rare thing in cards. And like, I, I, and I, I get it. It's well-deserved. The guy's insane. But like, even if we, um, the, the cards we gave away, the borough cards we gave away a couple weeks ago, that lot of like five cards, yeah. which was a, was a base prism, uh, a couple base mosaics, a mosaic, a mosaic prism, mosaic, like that's gotta be like an $800 lot now, $600 lot. Like, that's crazy. You know that I, and it good for, good for the winner of that. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's just on the low end. I really, my, my advice would be sell if you don't, if you don't need this stuff um, mid and high, you have a, you have a decision to make. Um, I think, you know, or, or, you know, if you have a lot of base um, like I do, like I, I should, I think I should take some time this week to really, um, you know, take a look at them because as you mentioned with the base is going for 115, the PSA 10 is going for 675. My question is how long is it going to stay at that 675 number? And is it worth sending a bunch into PSA that like might take three months there? Um, and how much basically if I spend $50 a card, like how much I have to kind of do the math to see how much profit I'd really be making if I try to grab a bunch of tens, um, you know, and, and then sell them out that way. Cause it's, it's a chance that I would, you know, make some money, but if you lose at the Super Bowl, then I don't get them back for three months. Um, you know, it probably wasn't worth it. It was probably just worth selling them raw at the crazy inflated price that it's at right now. Right. And you put a 85% chance uh, probability on the Chiefs advancing last week as, you know, seven point home favorites. It's it's a whole different story this week. They're oh, only yeah. four and a half point dogs this week. A lot of smart people that I listened to, I just listened to the ETR betting show with Adam, Evan, and Mark. And seemed like all those guys were on the Bengals, man. I know I know they're they're um, getting four and a half points, but it seems like a lot of the smart people that I'm listening to are are on the Bengals too. So yep. um, yeah, may never so, come down, but uh, if you if you're putting 85% probability on on the Chiefs advancing last week, what what probability are you putting on the Rams this week? 55%. I mean, you know, yeah. I I think yeah. like I I give them the, the slight edge uh, maybe 60 because you and normally the way I, I really like to bet in playoffs and Super Bowls is pressure wins championships and, and the Rams have it and the Bengals have the, the weak offensive line. Yeah. But Joe Burrow's a different beast. I think he likes the pressure. I think he's gotten this is a this is my crazy take. I think he's gotten used to it. I think he's better under it. And like that's this is a whole different ball game, right? Oh, this crazy. isn't Mahomes getting pressured in the Super Bowl, which we saw last year, which completely affected him. This isn't the tough the cut times Brady's loss, which is the interior pressure. This is a guy that knows his offensive line stinks and figures out a way to to raise his level of play under pressure. Yeah. It's absurd. It's obscene. It's making the Jamar Chase pick look that much better. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, honestly, in football, where I where, you know, you we we, we talk about and, and of course they're gonna try to shore up that offensive line and stuff. So you want him to have more time, of course. But I've never seen anything like it where a, a guy's level of play is actually really not affected by pressure, especially in big games. It's re it's remarkable. It's really we remarkable. talked we talked about this some last year with Justin Herbert, how good he was under pressure and how bad that offensive line was. They had the PFF's 32nd rated uh, offensive line right. last year. Yep. They went out and, and shorted up, and and obviously Justin Herbert had another great year, a guy that we'll talk about in a second here. But we're seeing similar things, although it's to a completely different level at this point with Joe Burrow. I mean, carrying absolutely on crazy his, on his back. I mean, cre and yeah. credit to that. I mean, credit to Zach Taylor and the staff, and and I, obviously, but I mean, how, what if we're talking about percentages? Like, what percentage of credit do you give Joe Burrow for this Bengals run? I, oh, so I, much of it. I mean, like, so much of it. It's the, it's the vast it's them, majority. Right? Yeah, it's them in the skill position and. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to throw out the, the fake sharp moniker for, for presumptive coach of the year, I think, at this point, Zach Taylor. But yeah, there's been yeah. times, man, where he's been oh, bad. For sure. for he's sure. been downright for bad. Sure. So, yeah, I think so much of this uh, this team's credit and this team's success lies directly on Joe Burrow's shoulders. And that's why we're seeing the market uh, you know, do what it does. And, and again, mentioned it already a couple of times, but all of this is in conjunction with what is happening off the field. Yeah. Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo made the Super Bowl, you know, if, if the 49ers made the Super Bowl, we wouldn't see these these type of market uh, highs that we're seeing for Joe Burrow. A lot of this is on field play, uh, combined with kind of this cultural icon level that he's he's approaching with the you know the Cartier glasses and all this stuff. Just unbelievable. Like a, of course, uh, total... of course, the real diamonds. I make too much. Not to right, buy. right. Um, no, so, I mean, so yeah, much of all I, this stuff matters. It's not just about on. I'm with you on Jimmy G. Unless there was like thirsty women that were into cards, <laughs> then you know I think that would be the. Um, well, yeah, speaking, speaking of Jimmy G, since we don't have to spend too much time on it, how, yeah. it, how's your wife holding up? <laughs> she's she's okay. She uh, <laughs> fell asleep at the end of that game, and when I told her in the morning, um, qu you know, some some short disappointment, and then I think she's gotten over it. Uh, you know, her her interest level in sports. Um, she loves the Knicks. I'll give her that. Hey, I, I've go. been telling I've been telling her that I think that there's a good chance Alec Burks gets traded next week, who is randomly her favorite player, and it's been uh, oh, no. she's been very very <laughs> upset about that. Very very upset. She's um, gonna we'll, soon learn we'll about the business of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, besides that, she couldn't give a shit about sports. But she did love Jimmy G. She she was really into him. But uh, yeah, man, really excited for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we'll talk. Obviously, this 
uh, should come out. You know, we're recording this uh, late Wednesday night. Uh, you'll you'll get this. Hopefully, we'll be out a week out from the Super Bowl, so you'll hear another episode from us before um, the Super Bowl, of course. And um, but you know, lots more to talk about there. But keep watching this Burrow market, man. It's crazy, and I'm yeah. and I'm sure it'll trickle down. You know, we I don't think we need to harp on on Jamar Chase and the skill guys much here, but I'm sure it'll trickle down to him too. Jamar Chase, um, who's starting to come out with a lot more product, like Immaculate Football just came out. I'm seeing some of his RPAs, which are really good looking cards, like the acetate. Uh, rookie patch autographs of his I, i'm sure those are selling quite well so um yeah, yeah man, i saw, really I saw a friend of the show smith hit one of those uh immaculate rpas that looked looked really clean really nice yeah. card uh number to 18 really really good looking yeah, card that's, so and that's, that's a good one yeah, yeah product, um, product is definitely rolling out for that class and jamar chase at yeah. you know at this point especially even with these uh young rookie quarterbacks jamar chase is going to be one of those names to watch in absolutely. that product absolutely all right, before we move on to the NFC and the, the guys that took down your beloved Jimmy G, got to talk about the other side of this AFC championship game yeah. because it did look like early on that this team was unstoppable. We were seeing some tweets getting fired off early on in the game that this is you know the best team that the league has ever seen, up 21 to 3 or 21 to 10, whatever it was at that point in time. The Chiefs go down and score on their first three possessions and look like that offense is just going to be truly, truly unstoppable. Uh, shout out and, and credit to the defensive adjustments that the Bengals made. I think they really did a, a, a great job of changing what they were doing and making Mahomes think a little bit more, making Mahomes uh, dance around in the pocket a little bit more than he's accustomed to, even as much as he likes to extend plays. Uh, what do we make of what happened on the Chiefs' side and, and any takeaways from what you would expect to happen in Patrick Mahomes' market this offseason? Yeah, credit to Lou Anarumo, uh, ex-Giants coach too, ex-defensive uh, back coach who got a Giants coaching interview. And I think, um, you know, making the most out of a, uh, you know, I would say an average personnel, yeah. defensive personnel over there uh, for, for sure. I mean, you know, again, Mahomes' price has crept back up after we told you to buy it after week five or whatever that was. And um, I think we've seen a little dip after the loss. Um, but, you know, I think at this point he's pretty steady. I, I'd be com very comfortable buying. Sorry, as sirens go by in New York City here, if you can hear them. Um, I'd be very comfortable buying uh, Mahomes this offseason if you see a uh, any kind of dip here. Um, but I think they'll be locked and loaded, ready to go next year. Uh, you know, certainly just, um, you know, a very disappointing half. The Bengals made the adjustments. The Chiefs didn't readjust. Um, I think that, you know, that momentum swung in their way and they never let it go. And it was one of the worst halves we've ever seen Mahomes play. I'm not going to read into it too much. He already has the ring on his finger. He'll be in plenty more of these um, – you know, AFC championships and Super Bowls in his future. So that's my take on him. Um, you know, I'd be buying any dips if they do exist. Yeah, no need to get hot takey. I don't think that there's there's anything from the second half of that game that says Mahomes is once again figured out after yeah. he was figured out earlier in the season and then all of a sudden wasn't figured out. And, uh, you know, it, he was getting comfortable taking things underneath after defenses were showing him those two high looks and, and dropping more into coverage. He was comfortable taking things underneath. I don't think he did that necessarily well enough in the second half of that game and, and suffered for it. But as you mentioned, maybe slight dips in his market this offseason. If you've been looking to buy, uh, it's, if, if it's in your price range and those those suddenly start to dip into those levels where you feel a little bit more comfortable, seems like a good time to do it. They're going to reload. Uh, they're going to be right back into the end of this thing next year. And I mean, thinking thinking ahead, who would have thought that a, a Super Bowl that does not feature Tom Brady, does not feature Patrick Mahomes, does not feature Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen even, Lamar Jackson, another guy at the beginning of the year that we would have thought about uh, in, in kind of that upper echelon, a, a Super Bowl, none of those quarterbacks are in it. And it feels like it's going to be as hyped and as big of, uh, of a Super Bowl as we've seen in recent memory. Yeah, yeah, and I really think that's all just to to, to kind of close the, the loop on Burrow. I think that's all Burrow. I think yeah, Burrow is, yeah, is carrying right. the hype of the Super. I mean, yeah, the Rams are an exciting team with a lot of stars in LA, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of narratives here, like uh, Zach Taylor fake sharp coaching tree, um, you know, <laughs> right under yeah. McVay to Taylor. It looks like another fake sharp's getting a job in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I'm just joking there, obviously. I have no idea how good any of these guys are, are really. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Odell is a storyline in himself. Yeah. I think he's worth talking about. But, you know, I mean, I think this is 95% the the um, underdog story and the Joe Burrow story for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think people are interested and are excited. Um, and, I mean, the approval rating on Burrow right now, um, outside of maybe Rams fans is, is probably through the roof heading into this week. So I think a lot of the money might end up being on the Bengals because of that. Um, but you know, I, I, um, I, yeah, I think it's exciting. Like, I think it should be a fun matchup. Both teams are playing, uh, pretty well. I, I, I think the Rams are, 
um, up and down. Like nothing's been super easy for them in in this playoffs, but at the same time, like they've done enough in every game to get here, um, and they're you know stacked with with stars. So I think it'll be a good game. I really do. And we talked about Stafford, you know, in the offseason as a guy that yeah, you know, when he got traded here, like there will never be a better opportunity for him to reach a Super Bowl, and and you know that has now materialized. So. Let's talk about that Rams side because I, I, I've got a 15 to one preseason ticket on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm thinking about Very taking, nice. maybe, give, nice. give me some live on air advice. I'm thinking about taking Bengals plus four and a half. Yeah. And, and just hitting to, both, to right? Like yeah. Rams win yeah. by three. I would do it. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. I would. Um, I, I love when there's like a realistic, um, right. That I hit op- both bets. opportunity to, to hit yeah. the middle and, and hit both. So yeah, that's probably where, where I would go for sure. All right. Well, since I'm, I'm stuck in the shithole of a state, Nebraska, I will be driving 60 miles to the Iowa border to place a, uh, Just give a sizable it, bet on give me your login. We're legal in New York city, baby. I got there you. We go. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about that side because there are some storylines. Um, obviously the main one being Matthew Stafford. Finally, as we talked about last week, getting the hobby love that he deserves, a lot of the Stafford market is up over the last week, last month, even at extremely low pop counts, might I add. So yeah. you're probably not seeing a lot of this stuff like you are, Joe Burrow. But when you are, I would I would seriously keep an eye out for it. Uh, obviously, we're at we're at hobby highs and generally a time when we would suggest selling uh, more often than not. But like his 20, 2009 Topps Chrome PSA 10 has a pop count of just 63. His, his Topps Paper Base PSA 10 isn't even that much higher at 140. Uh, you know, they get a home game. At SoFi Stadium, uh, say uh, say what you will about the crowd noise and, and the Rams fans showing out at home, but uh, four and a half point favorites at home <clears throat> seems like Stafford might come away with this one. And we're already seeing stuff at pretty big, big numbers. What are we thinking of the Matt Stafford market right now? Yeah, well, I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? There's a million ambulances <laughs> and, and police. Are you okay there? Do I need to send? Uh, do I'm, I need to send fine. help? I'm- it's literally right across the street from my, my apartment. I hope everything is okay, though, in all, in all seriousness. Um, hopefully, this won't impact the, the quality of this podcast too much. But, um, yeah, for Stafford, man, like, yeah, I just saw one end tonight on Probstein, the just that, as you mentioned, that paper-based Stafford PSA 10 at 465 for the paper. Wow. Um, you know, I think a, a pretty high number for, for that card particularly. Yeah, I'm into – I mean, we talked about this. I've been into Stafford all year as an investment piece here. Like, you know, here's the thing. If he if they win and they win convincingly and it's in large part to him, and he wins Super Bowl MVP, like that uh, the odds that Hall of Fame odd meter we were talking about last week yeah. doubles probably right. I mean, yeah. take into account that he's getting up like top ten in most passing categories and all that. Once he if he has a, a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl MVP on his resume, I mean that's a huge huge deal, huge deal. Um, so yeah, I mean I think you know as far as an investment piece um, or just trying to take uh, you know advantage of maybe some hype after a Super Bowl this this offseason. I mean the Rams are all in, like they're going to try to do this again next year. So yeah, I mean I, I I you know I think that was the time also if you did take our advice on Stafford in the offseason to um, you know think about getting out depending on what you bought. But I, I think there's a, a good chance that resume is increased. You know this this. Uh, this, or you know, not this coming Sunday, the Sunday after that. I think it might be even uh, a bigger storyline in L.A. with the pass catchers that they have on the roster. Obviously, they make the addition of Odo, Odo Beckham in the middle of the season. But Cooper Cup, man, I mean, this guy's market is absolutely bonkers at this point. And again, low pop counts. Uh, you're probably not seeing a lot of these in at auction on eBay. But we talked about it last week. His cards were selling for $80 in a PSA 10 and that silver uh, earlier this season, still up around $450, as we mentioned last week. Again, throw a ring on that finger for Cooper Cup, and you're going to see that market probably sustain around yeah. that level, although he is one of those skill position players that we tend to see these kind of uh, rises and falls right. throughout their career. For what sure. do you make of – we've talked plenty of Cooper Cup. What do you make of Odo Beckham, who was thought to be somewhat of the problem in Cleveland? Obviously, that's not true. I think we have a large enough sample even a, a couple of games here in Los Angeles that he – can still play, uh, is a true difference maker for that team. What do we make of Odo, Odo Beckham's market? We haven't talked about him a whole lot on this on this show. Is there any reason to consider uh, what we should be doing with him at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. Like, I credit to him. Um, you know, I was definitely in camp. Like, maybe he's just not the same guy anymore. And and yeah. I don't. I still don't think he's the same guy that he was in those first three or four years on the Giants. I mean, you know, obviously as a big Giants fan, I was watching every second of every game. Like, it was a he was a receiver like I've I've really never seen before. Like, explosive to another level. I don't know if he has that gear anymore, but clearly, I think he could still get up to around like eighty five percent of that, and that's a huge yeah. deal. Um, you know, if he's able to really revitalize his career, kind of get back on an All Pro 
track, obviously, you know, benefits being on the other side of Cooper cup, who is, but you know, he's just the best receiver in football. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Beckham's really interesting because he's got a lot of that off the field appeal too. like, he's in that LeBron James crew. He's, uh, he's, you know, always been popular with, with kids and he's kind of transcended this transcended the sport, uh, for most of his career. You know, he does need a quarterback. It seems like and most receivers do don't get me wrong. Um, but I think he needs a very specific quarterback. I think more of the, more of his Browns tenure is an indictment on, um, you know, Freddie kitchens and Baker Mayfield and, you know, the, all the situation that he had under there. Uh, if anything, I think it's another, uh, tip in Eli Manning's cap that he was able to, to get to the ball to him so successfully, uh, for, for those years. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's an, I actually think he's an interesting investment. I really do. Um, I think, you know, he's been really good on the Rams and, you know, last, you know, really culminating in last week in a big spot in the playoffs was probably his best game yet. Um, and I, I, I mean, I know you were able to get some of his rookie stuff like last year when he was down and out for, for like nothing. Um, I'm curious. I know card ladder doesn't have too much of his rookie stuff. I'm going to do a quick search. Yeah. Here. I was just looking at card ladder and card ladder only has like 2019 optic downtown for whatever reason, but I did pull up sports card investor, which is another great source uh, of information. If you guys are just looking at recent sales and, and kind of tracking things over time, his stuff's up in a big, big way too, man. Um, and it might be one of those times where you offload some of this. If you were investing in those tops chromes, uh, he's obviously from that 2014 class where you've got both the prism and the, and the tops. Um, not quite to the level that we're seeing with the, the raw Joe Burrow carts, but, uh, you know, if you were getting these things at two, three, four, five dollars a pop, uh, during that off season, then they're selling for 10, 11, 12, $15. Now, if you, if you're sitting on a few of those, it might make some sense to take profits off the table his uh prism which i'm not sure if that yeah it looks like the prism is probably the more desired card of yep. the two which we're, we're seeing obviously um the prism raw silver is going for around 35 40 dollars now too so uh, yeah. if you are sitting on any of those if you were breaking products earlier if you're if you were just an odell fan or odell investor early on um selling into this super bowl hype might be a good thing but I think there's there's still plenty of of time left for Odell to make some noise in this and what's yeah left me too career. I mean if he's there for 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 the long term and um, you know Stafford's around I, I he he seems happy and comfortable there and you know if, as long as they're able to keep like a top tier uh, roster you know together I don't know how long they could do it obviously they've been kind of going all in on these couple of years but I think you know we could see a, a couple of year stretch here as long as he stays healthy where he's putting up you know. 80 to 90 catch thousand plus yard seasons again, which is kind of what all people would want to see, you know, given his off the field. Um, I, I want to say appeal, but you know, more just kind of, uh, a, you know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It, uh, you know, just overall, his, his, I mean, his just his, his overall ability to transcend the sport. And you mentioned yeah, the LeBron yeah, thing, like yeah. rolling with LeBron's crew and, and I'm sure there's going to be some, some post playing career, uh, appearances in movies and right. things of that nature. There's going to be plenty uh, of Odell Odell storylines as soon as yep. his playing career is yep. over, too. So yeah, I don't more, see him uh, polarizing. Was the word polarizing? Else. Yes, yeah. there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, he, he's an interesting guy. Uh, keep keep we, your eye on. We don't have a whole lot to talk about on the other side. Any anyone at all that you want to mention from the 49er side? Because we're we're really not investing in Jimmy G. You mentioned that you were holding on to a few things just in the event that they made the Super Bowl that you were planning on selling uh it looks like those will at least for the time being be going into your wife's pc uh, <laughs> debo george kittle uh anyone else that that we should be thinking about at this point in time yeah debo will be the off-season buy for me if i'm looking to buy on the niners um just awesome player man yeah. like, love love watching that guy uh, i think he'll have running back wide receiver uh, eligibility on fantasy next year oh. i was just thinking about this the other day um i would imagine talk, talk uh, dirty so, to me baby that's <laughs> that's gonna be some fun stuff right he has to <laughs> he has um, to the wide so, back the yeah, wide back so um I, I, anyway i'm looking at stuff like his base psa 10 is going for around like 200 it's, it's actually not cheap uh oh, wow. which, which which makes sense i mean i mean that's at least that's just some recent sales on uh on ebay but um I think if that like see if that car goes down to like the one one fifty range and he's fully healthy going into this season with you know we'll see what kind of reports come out on Trey Lance and and whatever their quarterback situation is but clearly he he's like the key in the in the you know the main bullet in their offense so um, he's the guy because I think he could be a really interesting player at least for like the next three to five years so I think there, there's some room for for that uh, particular investment not much else on San Francisco I'm looking at. Um, you know, I think there's some small plays. Like, I think Nick Bosa is an interesting small play. Like, we yeah. talk about things like that, like Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Some of these guys that, like, can never chase a, a sack record, things like that. Like, you might be looking at some of that kind of stuff. 
Now we're going to have plenty of time to continue di dissecting the Super Bowl matchup. We'll, we'll probably be focusing on this in next week's show, I would imagine, too, kind of getting deeper yeah. into what's happened uh, leading into the Super Bowl with Burroughs Market and Stafford's Market and, and things of that nature. Why don't we keep with kind of that offseason theme with what we're doing with 49ers? Uh, any other offseason buys that immediately stand out to you when I say, Gary, the season's going to be over in a couple of weeks uh, in, a, in a few short 11, 12 days? Is there anyone that stands out to you as somebody that you want to invest in uh, as soon as we start to see the NFL market take its take its little dip? You mean other than Daniel Jones? Uh, <laughs> well, t no, lead off right there. I'm, I'm not uh, going to let you get off the hook with just joking about our boy yeah. Daniel Jones. Let's talk about the market of one Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are the official Daniel Jones podcast of Daniel Jones cards. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone has talked about Daniel Jones more than us. Um, it's, it's my homerism. It's your love of mediocre off uh, quarterback investing. Um, and <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, and, and we don't want to, to uh, belittle the news stories that came out this week regarding Brian Flores and the accusations against the giants and, and the Broncos and the dolphins and, you know, all the whole entire NFL at a whole, obviously I don't like to hear the team I root for come up in these accusations. I hope that they are not true. Um, and I hope that they did, uh, you know, go through their hiring process in good faith. All that to be said, I am very excited about the hire. Brian Dable, I do think he uh, was deserving of the job. We spoke about this last week on the podcast that my prediction was by Friday or Saturday they would hire Brian Dable. Alas, we got late Friday night that they did. I was, uh, you know, over the moon. Um, you know, we'll see what kind of staff he, he uh, assembles. He's started, starting to poach a bunch of people from Buffalo. His offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, will not be coming with him, but that is okay. Uh, believe in these guys to at least get the best season we can ever have gotten out of Daniel Jones. This is for many reasons. Uh, automatically with his, you know, sharpest offensive minds that he's ever been around. One, two, um, they have two top 10 picks. I would imagine at least one of those is going to an offensive lineman, probably both. So, like, I'd, I'd imagine he's going to be uh, better protected than he's been. They'll create schemes for him to at least put up better numbers than he ever has. Health is a big issue for Daniel Jones obviously but he's their guy this year i mean like yeah can they draft a malik willis or something like that I, yeah sure um i think daniel jones is a starter no matter what they're not going to give him that fifth year option not going to commit to that but they are committed to him for one year he has basically a one-year audition under hopefully the best circumstances he's ever been in um so yeah i mean I, I i again health is the concern but if we if we're getting like you know 14 plus games of daniel jones next year we will see the best season he's ever had I, i'm very confident about that so you know as far as our stuff like I, i'm just looking forward to holding on to it until next season for now and yeah uh you know as far as an offseason buy i think it's fine i mean his stuff was down so much before the table hire it's like yeah you know, why not it's it's funny because as soon as you mentioned that that you thought it was about 75 percent that Dable was going to be the next coach i went on alt uh and went on my slabs and looked for anything that i could and i ended up buying a couple field level selects just to add Let's to go. the collection. I felt really good about about your conviction and Brian Dable being the coach. And obviously, we all love Brian Dable. We love we love the guy's that awesome, offense. Man. I'm, love I'm loving that guy. I just yeah. like there's something about him. I was watching the yeah. presser. I'm like, this is everything that the last three coaches have not for me. Like Mac McAdoo, Shermer, and freaking <laughs> uh, God, my God, and Judge. Like you he, have, he's you, he's genuine. Like he's he's awesome. He's a true football guy, blue collar, but just like he's funny too. Like I, I'm really into him. I'm excited. You did have a rough stretch of coaches. Maybe the the worst three coach stretch uh in, in recent memory with McAdoo, Shermer and, and Joe Jones. I remember Matt, I remember I remember like tweeting out when they fired Coughlin or whatever he was tired that like I get it like it's probably time to move on and, and at that time but I was like I, I have a hard time thinking it's not going to be one of those things that uh we're, we're going to miss it when it's gone and and boy was I right about that one and like I get the, the Coughlin was probably being phased out by the league a little bit and I completely understand that sure. but um and like obviously they had not had too much success since that last Super Bowl, but it was still what those seasons that they were having at the end of Coffin Center were still a hell of a lot better than what we've had over the last decade. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's it's been awful. It's been awful. I, you know, finally seeing them hire outside the family as as people are saying it with uh, you know, the Bills guys is is encouraging. And um, yeah, I got a little bit of optimism. I'm, I'm keeping, you know, I, I'm trying not to uh, get myself you know, get my hopes up too much but excited to see where this team goes over the next couple of years at least with some pieces that i believe in in, in place so and obviously most of this uh daniel jones discussion is is in jest we we're, we're not suggesting you go out there and go nuts buying no. too much daniel jones although maybe we are your entire uh, bo 2021 <laughs> bonuses all of it They're only daniel kids, jones kids like, college funds, funds 401k mortgage yeah when you get into the mortgage. nfl all day i want any nfl any daniel jones moment scoop them up no yeah um, but I, I will say like to that point if you are holding because we were we were going nuts about him or again you were just ripping product during the time that daniel jones is coming to the league or you're like gary and you're just a fan of the giants like i think the continuity and the messaging from uh 
ownership to new GM, uh, Joe Shane, and now new coach in Daniel Jones, at least for one season, at least gives me faith as someone who is more investing uh, in Daniel Jones and, and again, in investing in mediocre, mediocre quarterbacks. Gives me faith that I'll at least have some opportunities, hopefully, yeah. oh, this yeah, season yeah, no. to sell, right? Like the barring, 30 windows. Barring something really strange, he's the quarterback this year, like 85, yeah. 90%. Like there's, it doesn't make sense to do it any other way. Like they, right. they, it's not a quarterback class. We talked about this last week. There's not a quarterback class. They have him under the, the rookie deal for one more year. Um, you might as well give him, you know, roll, give him a roll of the dice with the, with the new regime. It, 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 it doesn't make sense not to. So, um, and they're not in a cap position to go out and get one of these big guys. So, you know, make, now the only thing I'll say is he will have a legit backup behind him. They're going to they're gonna go out and get a real backup quarterback. It's not going to be yeah. Mike Lennon again. Probably my guess would be, be Mitch Trubisky, which just makes sense with the Bills ties and all that, which yeah. is fine. You know, light a little fire under his ass, but also because he can't stay healthy. So, like, yeah, is it possible he gets hurt in week three and someone like Mitch Trubisky comes in and just wins that job over? That's your risk. But, like, besides that, that guy's the quarterback. Yeah, it's he's got to play. Anyway, we've done enough time on Daniel Jones. That's that's way <laughs> too much time on Daniel Jones, but we we can't leave a show without uh, talking about him. Any other legitimate offseason buys for guys who aren't New York Giants fans or guys like myself that aren't investing in bad quarterbacks? I've got a few I, names in mind. Anyone that stands out to you is like legitimate, legitimate offseason buys that guys yeah, that we should I really mention, be excited about. I want to mention just one before we go into our, our lists real quick. Um, Tom Brady on fractional. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we didn't mention, you know, very happy for the GOAT retiring, you know, at the top of his game. Really cool to see someone go out after a 5,000 yard season. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we talked, we've, every time we brought up Brady on this podcast, we talk about how it's as safe as you can go. Like, you're probably not even swimming in those streets. If you are, you're lucky. Uh, and I'm happy for you. Uh, but this is never going down again. It's going to be Michael Jordan 86 Fleer. Like, yeah, it'll have its like weird peaks and valleys and stuff like that. But um, it's as safe, as safe, as safe as it can come. I saw one was trading on Rally today. Um, you know, for like 34 bucks a share for that B, uh, for the contenders ticket auto, uh, like BGS nine or something like it was to me, I think I'm pretty sure it was way undervalued for, for what that just went for in auction. So, um, if you could find that kind of stuff in fractional, just to have your piece of it, like that's like, to me, it's like investing in Apple. Like it's just safe, have some fun. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, you know, pretty good stuff, but anyway, I just wanted to sidebar on that as a, a off season buy for me. Obviously I'm not going out and buying $30,000 Brady cards right now, but for fractional, if you could find it, I, I think it's a great buy. Yeah, and I think there's Brady cards. You mentioned Rally. I, I know there's Brady cards on Dibs as well. Obviously, friend of the show, Dibs. And I know there's stuff on Collectible too. I know Collectible has one of those uh, uh, playoff contenders uh, autographed. I think it was graded BGS 8 uh, t- with a 10 auto, something like that. Uh, and I know one of those just recently sold at auction. I think it was graded 8 as well or 8.5 for like 2.3 million. Yeah. Yeah, um, so after, yeah, going, are, after going for like 1.6, like two months ago. So yeah, yeah just massive, massive cards, obviously off the news of his retirement, they're going to pop a little bit, uh, you know, get in whenever you can. Again, like Gary said, this is, this is as safe as they get. And his, his legacy is only going to grow in retirement. Yeah. He's going to be doing some awesome things. Talk about Odell doing fun things uh, post-playing career. Like Brady's going to be uh, mixing it up uh, media and, and all kinds of things. Well, he's yeah, gonna, like he's crypto gonna be able... NFT space. He's really involved in, which yeah. I think is actually interesting for the hobby too, because it just keeps his name aligned in the same universe that we're all in. So yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. yep. All right. Who's who's number one in your list? Active players that you're you're looking to invest in this offseason. Maybe maybe had a down year. Maybe was injured. Yeah. Uh, maybe just didn't make the playoffs in, in the market tanked. Number anyone one. That you, number one for out? me for me by far is Trevor Lawrence. Um, yes. Not even close. So like yes. it's very similar. It's almost the exact same thesis as what I was doing for Joe Burrow last year. Obviously, Burrow had even probably bigger dips because of the injury he was coming off of. Um, but there was a reason I was buying Joe Burrow. And last offseason was because he was the number one overall pick with a great pedigree, with great weapons. And I knew if he can get himself back on the field, that you know what his offseason numbers would would go up in some capacity. So I just felt like it was a good uh, buy. I feel very similar about Trevor Lawrence to the point where we're still seeing a lot of these products roll out. I, we don't know where this will settle in. I was very happy to see him have a great last game in Week 17. He had a really rough rookie year. I mean, obviously he dealt with Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars, very shitty personnel, all that kind of stuff. But um, – this is not uncommon in the history of the NFL. We've seen all-time great quarterbacks have terrible rookie seasons. Yep. Obviously, Peyton Manning's the example we hear a lot. But, you know, here's the thing. It's never going to be worse than, than, than it was this past year for him. And I'll say this. With breaking rooms, if you're going into breaks, as these products continue to roll out, we, we had, you know, Prism hasn't come out yet, Immaculate just came out, things like that. Breakers overreact so much to what's happened on the field. The Patriots, all that we talked about when I did like our, you know, our evergreen content, we talked about like what a filler team was, meaning like when they do a break, you know, they'll hold one team out. So everyone has a shot at it. It, re- it really became the Patriots like right in the middle of the season as Mac Jones started reporting. I'm seeing the Bears be more expensive than the Jaguars in a lot of cases. I'm seeing the Niners be more expensive than the Jaguars wow. in a lot of cases. So the Jaguars are like your fourth most expensive team on most breaking sites. To me, that is crazy. So like when I've been 
doing a little bit of football breaking, similar to the lead how I was buying the Chargers before Herbert broke out. Now that the Lawrence hype train has just slowed all the way down, I'm pounding the Jaguars. Like I'm just getting as much Jaguars as I can. I want to I want to really pile up some Trevor Lawrence this offseason because um, you know, we're only 10 months separated from everyone or eight, whatever, eight months separated from everyone saying he's as sure as things since Andrew Luck, blah, blah, blah. Like the guy got dealt a really crappy hand his rookie year. He's got all the goods. He's got all the skills. There's no reason to think he cannot still live up to that hype, but people get, people are really results oriented right off the bat. And you know, it, I I'm all in, like, I mean, he's going to be my offseason buy number one for sure. I mean, that's, that's huge information. I would have never guessed. I'm not mixing it up in the breaks right now. I would have never guessed that the Jags were going below the Bears, going below the 49ers. I know people are excited about Trey Lance, and, and there's a good team there. But, man, yeah. like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, that was, that was the guy. And that it's was going to be site. the guy in the hobby. It's not on every site. Like some, some, some you might see, like the breaker will have the the Patriots still by far the most, and then it'll be tied between those three, though. So at least they're not more. He's not more expensive than Lance and Fields, which is crazy, you know. So like it's pretty much they, it's either that is one tier, or I've I have seen a bunch of times where the Jaguars are below that tier, at least below Fields, who kind of flashed a little bit in the like towards like that you know end of the season. So uh, really crazy, really crazy. But you know, just to stay on that class and, and you know hop in here whenever you want. But like I'm interested in all four of those guys that yeah. aren't Mac Jones's offseason buys, but Lawrence is is definitely my number one. I want to go to a guy that that we thought we were comparing to Joe Burrow and was compared to Joe Burrow quite a bit. Obviously, not coming out necessarily as much, but through their first seasons in the NFL, uh, very similar trajectory, and then. Joe Burrow just popped off, and, and Justin Herbert seems to have kind of gotten left in the dust a little bit. That market's going to bounce, certainly. Uh, obviously, losing and, and not making the playoffs had a little bit of an impact on that. But we we are seeing now, uh, most recently, Justin Herbert's base, uh, excuse me, silver PSA 10 sell for $2,700 last. And Joe Burrow, obviously, with, with as crazy as the market's been over the last couple of weeks, $5,000. So now there's this big, big delta Oof, between Joe Burrow crazy. and Justin Herbert. And we'll, imagine if I would have told you that week one, right? That at the end of this season, there's going to be this massive, massive delta between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in the in the opposite direction, right? We were all very, very excited coming into the season about Justin Herbert and still had our questions about Burrow. So if there's anything that I can get my hands on, field level select is kind of in my price range right now. The field level select silver in a PSA 10, I think is a good card for me. I'm keeping an eye, just, just added that to my watch list, keeping an eye on that kind of range, the mid-tier for Justin Herbert, if I think it's fallen too much and he can close that gap heading into next season. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer still in Brandon Staley. I'm a big believer in this team and in Justin Justin Herbert's talent. So now that that gap has grown too wide, I think I want to be investing now in the offseason in someone like Justin Herbert. Yep, absolutely. I'm in on a lot of these things. Um, you know, we can kind of do this across the board. Like you can compare the Burrow raw, like contenders base yeah. ticket autograph. Like that's going for uh 4,700 right now. And the, and the Herbert one's going for 3,300. Um, so, you know, things like that, if you can kind of sneak in on like a weird ending auction, if you can get like higher end than that cracked ice, stuff like that, if you're, if you're swimming in those streets, man, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think it just shows what the Super Bowl does to these guys markets, right? Like Burrow, yeah. the reason he is, is because he's sniffing it. He's right there. Um, and you know, Herbert, has you know not made the playoffs yet um you know missed missed out on a kind of uh, disappointing fashion and you know he is um a little bit more uh, all over the place i think not as polished as a pro yet obviously i think we all agree he has more natural raw ability um but there's a little bit of far of him a little bit of gunslinger um in him which I, I think is a little bit scary. Like he has shown up. I'm really impressed to see how he showed up in that Raiders game towards the end of the season but then there's other been other games where he really hasn't and, um, you know, he's thrown some, you know, uh, errant passes and, and, you know, you know, unfortunate turnovers and big times. But, but the, man, if he could just tighten it up a little bit, that's we just did a little bit like 10, 15 yeah. percent, you know, tighter overall play next season and, and moving forward here. Uh, the, the sky remains the limit for him. So I'm with you. Like it, it's still going to be expensive when you're comparing him to his his peer in, in Burrow. They're like all of a sudden this is completely flipped on its head. And I think he's a, a pretty good, pretty good buy across the board for, for this offseason. All right, one last guy I want to mention from a, an older class, Lamar Jackson, right? Like, I, I feel like we've just completely forgotten about Lamar and the fact that he had that MVP season, not too far removed from that MVP season. And I don't think anyone, any team in the league this season ran worse in terms of injury luck, in terms of, you know, COVID luck with Lamar. Just 
everything seemed to go south for that Ravens team. And now we're going to set up these battles between him and Burrow and AFC North. And these, these games are going to draw a ton of attention. And I think he's going to have a chance to compete as long as you know he continues on this trajectory of improving as a passer and, and continues to be the, the most dominant rushing quarterback that we've seen in recent memory. His, I mentioned that field level select PSA 10 silver for Herbert. I'm keeping an eye on that same card for Lamar. That's down 45% over the last six months. I think it might fall a little bit more as we kind of get into the, the, the thick of the NFL offseason and, and names like Burrow and Herbert and these, these more recent quarterbacks, the rookies that you mentioned, stay at the forefront. Uh, but I think that we might see a little bit more of a dip for someone like Lamar. And then heading into next year, as long as they get healthy, as long as they continue to build up the offense around him, I think we're going to start to see these these true battles for the AFC North. And I think that, that Ravens team is, is as good of any now that we're removing Big Ben uh, and, and the shell of Big Ben and the Steelers from consideration. And, and Baker turned out to not be what we thought Baker was going to be this season. It's going to be those two just battling it out and duking it out for AFC North titles for years to come. So I'm, I'm really excited about getting my hands on some Lamar Jackson this offseason. I agree with you. And, and, you know, the Ravens have been such a uh, pillar of success for so long now that I don't see them having two down seasons in a row with, you know, o overwhelmingly similar roster. I'm sure they're just going to make some improvements this offseason. Obviously, they're moving on from Wink Martindale on the defensive end. I, I think they wanted to kind of get a little refresher in there. Um, you know, I would expect them to, to come back, bounce back strong next year. So I, I have no problem with that, um, you know, by offseason by as well. I have no, issue, no issues with that take uh, whatsoever. All right, real quick before we get out of here, unless you got any other names that you want to throw at me. No, no, I think I think we're good. I, I you know, I just wanted to, to harp on like I, you know, Lawrence is my favorite of this past class, but like yeah. if you're Wilson, will probably be the cheapest. So if you're into that, and then if you're into Fields or Lance, I mean, Lance, we have a uh, very little sample on. Obviously, you know, played a couple games here, but uh, it, you know, all indications say the Niners are moving on from Jimmy G. It, you know, that job will be Lance's to lose next year. I mean, it'd be shocked after spending the third overall pick on him if he's not the starting quarterback. So like, you know, in that San Francisco market, in a Shanahan offense, zero issue going after Trey Lance this offseason too. Should mention real quick too, like sealed wax for uh, the 2020 class went nuts after Burrow, and we would expect it to, right? But like, Big think time. about that with all these quarterbacks that we have from the 2021 class. When products, real products, start to roll out, more products start to roll out. If you want to buy that and sit on it and not rip it, I think that's another safe investment. One of those quarterbacks, right? Like one of Fields, Lance, uh, Lawrence, Mac Jones. Like one of them's got to come out of that group, right? As, oh, yeah. as like one of the true true uh, difference makers in the league. So yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. If you were just holding on to, cause you didn't know which quarterback you wanted to invest in for me, it probably would have been Tua, and I would have been wrong. Uh, if you just want to sit on product, uh, you'll see the same natural spikes when one of those quarterbacks from that class does something like Burroughs done. Uh, and we've seen that 2020 product just, just rip over the last couple of weeks too. So uh, just as an aside, if you want to buy a product and, and sit on it for, for an investment piece, I think that makes a lot of sense too. Yep. Yep. And obviously we didn't even talk about Mac Jones because I don't think he's necessarily an offseason yeah. buy, but right. you know, the fact that if you're buying skilled wax, like he's the guy people are still looking for right now. He's the, you know, Patriots quarterback of the of the future. Uh, you know, for, for now. He's not gonna have Josh McDaniels now next year. We'll see how that looks. But um, yeah, all five of those guys, man. Like I think there's upside still in all of them. And you know, for me, Trevor is still the guy that I would be shocked if he doesn't have a a, a, a solid NFL career. So he's the guy I'm going for. All right, let's get out of here on this last bit of, of kind of NFL hobby news. We, Gary and I had been locked out of NFL all day. Felt like we were just, you know, sit there banging on the doors trying to get into the closed beta. And I think a lot of people uh, finally got in last week and more people are going to get in this week. But if you aren't, if you haven't signed up for whatever reason, if, you're, if your name's not on the wait list, get your name on the wait list. Um, and if you got in and if you got a pack, we want to hear from you. But there is another pack coming this Friday, February 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Waiting room opens at 3 p.m. Eastern. I, I highly encourage you guys to get your hands on these packs if you can. There's 37,000 of them available. I think the moments uh, themselves are really great. I think the the mint run for this first series uh, is is kind of really in that sweet spot to me. Not too short printed. That you can kind of have some some of the stuff is accessible, but also you get some rares and some limited edition stuff in there as well. So three moments per pack, $49 per pack max one pack per user. So I think a lot of us should have a chance to get our hands on some of these moments that are coming from uh, conference championship and other playoff games, but you're going to have a chance to get on, uh, get, get your hands on some Joe Burrow highlights, get your, get your hands on some Matthew Stafford, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase. Obviously a lot of this stuff should hold some value. I would imagine in, in these big high profile playoff games with these big pro high profile names. Um, 
any first initial takeaways after you ripped your first NFL all day pack? Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing. I wanted to know your macro takeaways just on the experience overall, because for me, uh, really positive. I enjoyed it. I yeah. was really excited to open up, open up the pack. Uh, obviously, you know, football, we talked about how well we thought, you know, highlights should translate to, to football, you know, in these NFTs and in these moments. And I think it did just that. Like I, I got him a Holmes um, rushing touchdown from the classic, you know, game against the bills, you know, the rushing touchdown that he had, um, you know, out of 8,500. Like to me, I was super pumped to get that moment. You know, Mahomes series one in, in one of the best NFL games ever. Um, you know, that's, that's really exciting. So, you know, very happy with the experience overall. I'm going to be in line for the pack again on Friday and uh, hoping to pull a burrow or something, you know? So I, yeah, I'm really excited about it. How about you? Yeah, I, I thought the experience was really good. And I was ripping a bunch of, which we'll talk about here on, on a future episode when football isn't at the forefront. But I was in the the UFC strike, the their NFT drop from Dapper, which I thought they did really well uh, too. And I was going to save some packs for the show to, to rip those. But unfortunately, there was kind of a, a little bug on the back end where pack contents were viewable. There wasn't really the, the ripping experience. But we got that with NFL all day. I thought the, the pack rip was fine. I thought the packaging of the moments looked really good. I think they did a really good job actually making them look pretty neat. Uh, I was pretty fortunate to come away with uh, two of those Travis Kelsey. I doubled up on the Travis Kelsey oh, game-winning nice. touchdowns, oh, which I yeah, thought that's, was pretty that's cool. Big. I mean, uh, I would imagine something like that, too. Like, first of all, in contention for maybe being the best tight end of all time and, right. like, in the best modern game ever in the game-winning yeah. touchdown. Like, yeah, that's a great – that's an awesome uh, – I think that's an awesome one. That's the thing. Obviously, we're, like, thinking about these in terms of value, right? But they're obviously still cool highlights <laughs> cool. that we're getting. But, like – the marketplace is coming soon. I'm really, really curious where where this stuff is going to get priced out at because we had someone in our Discord mention uh, they got one of the Brady final touchdown passes, and that was a limited edition uh, edition one. I think it was rare number to like out of 1,200. Really curious, like where the market decides to price these things. I, I mean, I have no idea uh, at what point we like we like, like is that Brady last touchdown to Mike Evans his first NFT from yeah. Dapper like is that going to be like a grail type of uh, Brady collectible is it going to be certainly possible you know it's certainly possible and I will just say you know in case you're you're not in and you want to take a look if you're watching on YouTube um you know here are the three moments I got in my pack like you very so it's it's obviously going to be very similar to Top Shop but you get um you know the highlight here obviously min count 8500 um but yeah man like this was a fun one, obviously, and you could do it from a couple of different angles. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. You know, I want to see what this marketplace looks like uh, when it opens up. But you know, I think it's um, I, I I'm I'm gonna be all in, uh, all in yeah. to all day for for the foreseeable future at least. So. All in on all day. We will be back hopefully next week, ripping some of these packs on stream, giving f- legitimate final uh, Super Bowl predictions. We'll see if I can make it to the Iowa border to get in a bet on Bengals plus four and a half. And we'll, we'll just hit both of those and then spend some money this off season that's with the, my proceeds move. on, on some cards on Daniel Jones on Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> oh man. On that note, on but, that um, note, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We, we can't close a podcast any better than, than leaving it on Daniel Jones. So for Gary, I'm Cody. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.